Welcome back to the MJC podcast. We're in a series right now where I'm covering some of the devotional um, messages from my new ebook, Who is Jesus? Today, we're discussing that Jesus is the Son. So we know that there is a triune God, the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And where Jesus fits in there is he's the Son. He's not the Father. He's not the Holy Spirit. He is God, but he's the Son. So we're going to read from Galatians 4, 4 through 7 to get started. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. So like I said, God exists eternally in the form of three equal but distinct persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Father is not the Son. The Son is not the Holy Spirit. The you know, all of that. And so often when we talk about God, when we just say God, a lot of times we're referring to God the Father, like the, the unseen creator of all things. But how can God, whose spirit and exists outside of time, be a father? And, and how can three be one? How can three distinct persons of the Trinity all be God? And the answers to these types of questions are not easy to explain, but the Bible does help us to understand it. So we'll go into that in just a second. But let me point out the importance of the fact that Jesus is the Son. Now, we live in a time right now where people are not real uh, happy about uh, gender pronouns and uh, the, the masculine being used. There are people who have tried to take a lot of the gender pronouns out of the Bible to make it sound more general, uh, gender neutral. And I can understand that to a point. These texts were written centuries ago when women had very few rights. And a lot of the things that are written in there can come across as being, um, you know, patriarchy. However, there are certain things that need to remain the same. When the Bible refers to sons as heirs, that's very important, not only to the audience that he was talking to back then, but also to us. Because back in the day, when the Bible was being written, as things were unfolding, they were a patriarchal society. It was the firstborn son who was the heir to all of the father's uh, things, everything. And it went down the line from son to son, and the, and the daughters didn't get a whole lot. But the thing is, the Bible's specific when it says that you and I, and I'm talking to all of you out there because some of you are female, all of us are promised that we become sons. And that doesn't mean that it's uh, derogatory that it uses uh, the masculine. What that means, the importance of that mean is male or female, adoption into God's family and becoming a son means that we're heirs to everything that Christ is entitled to. 
The word sons isn't gender related. It doesn't exclude women. It does the opposite. It includes all of us. There's power in using the word sons in this because traditionally sons received the greater inheritance. And so by including females as his quote unquote sons, God granted all of the same rights to his riches. So by accepting Christ, we all become sons of God. So does that sound good? Jesus is the firstborn among all of us who are adopted into God's family. Let me go back to that Trinity thing for a minute. All three persons of the Trinity have existed since before time. No one gave birth to the son. Now, when he came to the earth to walk among us, he was uh, given birth to. I know that's terrible grammar. <laughs> Mary gave birth to him, but he's always existed. Not until he came to dwell on the earth as a man was he birthed of a woman. I just read, I just read that <laughs> the way I had that written in the actual devotion, and I like that grammar better. He was birthed of a woman. And, and, and even then, it was by choice. He chose to come to this earth to walk as a man. He, he, he could have just come down here on a cloud, but he didn't. So Jesus, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit are all equal and of the same substance. His place as Son is not less than the Father. So verses like John 14, 28, that talk about, they talk about his purpose, not his rank. His purpose, his role is son. That doesn't mean he comes second in command. Jesus' purpose is to glorify the Father just as the Spirit is supposed to point people to Jesus. But they all work together. You see what I'm saying? So his place as son gives us a picture of how God wants us to be. So we get to be adopted into God's family as sons as his children, yes. We could use the gender neutral children of God. We are adopted as children of God, but because we are sons, we are heirs. We are entitled to everything that Jesus is entitled to as the firstborn son. That's so, that's so big for our lives because when, when you try to unfold that and you say, what is it that Jesus is entitled to as a son? Oh, everything. Oh, everything. First of all, access to God. We get to speak to God the Father because Jesus the Son is our mediator. And we will get into a devotional about Jesus the mediator, so I won't go too far into that right now because then I wouldn't have anything to talk about on that podcast episode. But we have access. We have the Holy Spirit indwelling us as Christians because Jesus said that we got to have that. This is, this is, the, this is the, the basis of being a disciple of Jesus is that you take on everything that is his. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you and me. Because we are sons, because he is the son, as his role, not as his rank. Hopefully, the way I said all that makes sense. I'd love your feedback. If you could hit me up, I'd love to know if that made any sense to you. And if it did not, please send me some feedback and let me know where I lost you because I do need to know. 
I do want to leave you with a question, though. As I mentioned in the last episode, each of these devotions has a question at the end about how this applies to your life. So Jesus's place as the son of God puts him in the position of heir to God's riches. If you're in Christ, you've also been adopted into God's family. So how does this change your expectations of God? Journal that down, write your answer, send me some feedback. Or if you want, you can go to Facebook, find Matthew J. Cochran, and you can message me on my page and I will get back to you there. But this has been fun but I'm trying to keep it short on each one of these. So I am going to wrap this one up and talk to you on the next one where we're going to discuss how Jesus is the creator.